Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. When I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about the word overwhelmed, and we'll talk about idioms that use the word fever. Before we get started, though, thank you to Neil Veglio, Smiley Girl J, Easy17, Kenneth Winfrey, and Mr. Pease for leaving Grammar Girl reviews last week on Podchaser. They're making donations to Meals on Wheels for every review people leave on their website before April 30th. So head to podchaser.com, leave a review for Grammar Girl and all your other favorite podcasts, and you'll be doing a double good deed. First, I have a quick answer to a question I got last week from Jessica in East Harlem. She wrote, My mother texted me asking if I was overwhelmed and pondered in the same text, Why can you be overwhelmed but not whelmed? So I looked it up and found that whelmed actually is a word. I had no idea. I've never heard it used. Any idea why people use over and under but not just whelmed? Well, Jessica, I was surprised to find that whelmed is a word too. It was originally a nautical term. Back in the 1300s, it meant to capsize or to turn any kind of hollow vessel upside down. And it was sometimes used with the word over. For example, one sentence in the Oxford English Dictionary reads, Their ovens are large pots, which they whelm over things to be baked upon heated iron plates. Later, it described other kinds of turning over, like turning over dirt to expose the part below, burying something under dirt or snow, or describing something that had been ruined by being flooded over with water. Obviously, whelmed isn't used much anymore. The word we know is overwhelmed, which is nearly as old and had a slightly more limited meaning, but still related to things being overturned, upside down, rotated, and so on. Generally, just kind of topsy-turvy. I can't tell you why overwhelmed beat whelmed in the word popularity contest, but it does give it more meaning for me to know that being overwhelmed is related to all those ideas of being buried or flooded or just out of place in the world. Surprisingly, underwhelmed is a much newer word. Merriam-Webster says the word first appeared in print in 1949 and was probably coined as a joke based on twisting the meaning of overwhelmed. And your question reminded me of an episode we did a few years ago about similar words, such as disheveled and disgruntled. 
You can't be shoveled, but it turns out that gruntled actually was a word, and we just don't use it anymore, much like whelmed. So if you're interested in that, it was podcast episode number 370, or you can find it at quickanddirtytips.com by searching for the word gruntled. Thanks for the question, Jessica. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Today's podcast comes to you in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. One of the symptoms of COVID-19 is a fever, and that got us thinking about the word fever and the different phrases that use it. After a bit of noodling around, here's what we learned. The word fever comes from the classical Latin febris. It's also related to the Latin word fovere, meaning to heat, and the ancient Greek tephra, meaning ash. The first time it was printed was in an old English herbarium, a book describing how to use herbs as medicine. The author said that people who have a fever should write well drinking on water. That is, drink lots of water brewed with plants from the wart family, like spiderwort or St. John's wort. By the 1300s, we see the use of the word expand. It starts to also mean a state of nervous excitement or agitation. We see phrases like a fever of jealousy and a fever of the soul. We still use that meaning today. You'll know that if you've ever had a fever for the flavor of a Pringle. For those of you too young to recognize that jingle is from an iconic 1980s ad for those flattened processed potato chips known as Pringles. 
Fever also paired up with various modifiers over time. These phrases refer to an intense enthusiasm that usually burned out quickly. For example, in the 1600s, tulip fever broke out in the Netherlands. These bulbs began to be imported from the Ottoman Empire, and prices for them skyrocketed. And in the 1760s, when the Seven Years' War raged between Great Britain and France, British fanatics were said to have war fever. In 1848, the discovery of gold in California sparked a gold fever, a mass migration of miners into California's gold fields. By 1855, more than 300,000 people had moved into the state. And of course, in the 1970s, many of us had the most embarrassing fever of all—disco fever. Admit it, many of you probably wore gold lame and bell-bottoms and danced your heart out to songs like Stayin' Alive by the Bee Gees and Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. Those were the days. Fever has also become part of some standard phrases that we use. There's cabin fever, the restlessness and irritation that comes from being cooped up too long in a small space. Perhaps, needless to say, many of us are feeling that right now. But the term appeared in the American West in the early 1900s, probably because of settlers being trapped in literal cabins for weeks on end during the heavy winters that hit states like South Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming. There are also fever dreams. These are the bizarre, hallucinogenic dreams that can come when you have a high fever. If you've ever seen the dream sequence in Alfred Hitchcock's 1945 movie, Spellbound, you get a sense of what a fever dream might be like. Fever dreams can also refer to any outlandish idea. If a friend told you she'd quit her job, bought a horse, and decided to bring transportation via carriage back into fashion, you might say she was having a fever dream. Finally, there's the expression fever pitch, which refers to a state of intense excitement. In 2019, when the Washington Nationals were competing for their first-ever World Series trophy, you could say that baseball fever in Washington had reached a fever pitch. Or in 2016, when LeBron James brought the Cleveland Cavaliers back from a 3-1 deficit to win the NBA Finals, excitement in Cleveland was definitely at a fever pitch. And one final topic for today. Why do you catch a cold but run a fever? Let's tackle the first phrase. To catch a cold is an idiom. It first appeared in the 16th century and originally meant to literally become chilled by exposure to cold weather. By the late 1600s, it took on the meaning we use today to become infected by a cold virus. Until recently, the phrase was shorter. To catch cold was more common than to catch a cold. And there's also a darker version of this phrase, to catch your death of cold. This phrase was likely a favorite of parents warning their children to dress warmly. Put on a hat if you're going outside or you'll catch your death of cold. The phrase to run a fever is also an idiom. It uses the word run in the sense meaning to cause or to move. You can see a similar usage in the phrase run amok, meaning to move in a frenzied, out-of-control way. In this case, one's temperature is moving upward, thus one runs a fever. And that's our rundown on fever-related idioms. I wish everyone good health, and I'm sending warm wishes that cabin fever isn't hitting you too hard. That segment was written by Samantha Enslin, who runs Dragonfly Editorial. You can find her at dragonflyeditorial.com and on Twitter as dragonflyedit.
Finally, Robert has an interesting familect story from his childhood. Hello, this is Robert Lillis, and I'd like to give my familex. As uh, children, we were, and when we were naughty, my grandmother used to threaten to sell us to the Ragsalai. Our grandmother was born in uh, Eastern Europe, and she came to the United States as a teenager soon after World War One. Unlike the boogeyman, the Ragsalai was real, and I had met him. I was a preschooler playing in our backyard, and I heard the loudest voice I'd ever heard in my life crying out in the distance, and I saw him. He was not only more frightening than I imagined, he was more frightening than I could ever have imagined. With the biggest, blackest horse I'd ever seen pulling the biggest, tallest wagon slowly past our alleyway, and I heard him cry out, rags, old iron, rags, old iron. This was Chicago in the late 1950s. We didn't see horses or horse-drawn wagons, and yet there he was. The rags of lie was the junk man, and when children are naughty, their grandmothers can sell them to the junk man, and that is my family's um, special word. Anyway, uh, Nina Simone did a song, Rags Old Iron, which would be a perfect way to end this story. Thank you. Wow. Thank you for that interesting story, Robert. Like you said, it seemed so odd to me, too, that you'd see something like this with a horse-drawn carriage in Chicago in the late 50s. But a bit of research showed me that there were still ragmen at that time, and some of them did use horses. So wild. And in the process, I also discovered that the actor Kirk Douglas's father, who was also from Eastern Europe, like your grandmother, was a ragman, although that was earlier than the 50s. His autobiography is actually called The Ragman's Son. Because of copyright, I can't play the Nina Simone song for you, but I'll put a link in the show notes and you can find it on YouTube. If you want to share your family dialect story, the story of a word your family and only your family uses, leave a voicemail at 83-321-4-GIRL, like Robert did, and you might hear it on the show. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sims, and that's all. Thanks for listening. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona. La vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.